0: It's Thursday, bitches. Oh, Thursday!
1: This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to or distributed to minors under any circumstances whatsoever. Thank you. It buys loves artificial phone breath, moving all up in their hashtags. You're on brainwashed radio. With your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your sexy voice android for your listening pleasure, yummy inside my digital tummy kind of good, thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11am pacific standard time. God, that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my. This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to, or distributed to minors, under any circumstances whatsoever, thank you. IT Buys loves artificial firm breasts rubbing all up in their hashtags. You're on Brainwashed Radio, with your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your sexy voice android for your listening pleasure, hey yummy inside my digital tummy kind of good, thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11am pacific standard time. Gold, that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my.
0: i <laughs> Down at the nightclub, come to do some dancing, dancing. Thank <laughs> you. I'm
2: Brainwast radio. First day. Monkey here. Monkey here. Brainwast radio. Los Angeles, California, Roland, Dewey, so and Said of all around the universe. Thanks to listeners, Dashest Light, like you and your lovely and their FM for Rooking out with their cooks and tatties out for a sort of fossil intellectuals, just Light, like myself. Not the Fakitin the saran Brain brainwast radio with your host, Matril G-Stone. I am your android stuck out my made at the for your listening and pleaser. Stay tuned. For more, Monday through Friday at the 11th Pacific Standard Time read the note late the Muses and Christine does the lone one and save his anus. Tune in, but the end whatever the freak you love recognizing yourself as. But I need a small one and say, Do my dead little analog self. Thank you again. <laughs>
3: Love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Eternity love you love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Love eternity. Love you love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Eternity love eternity. Love, eternity. love eternity. eternity. Eternity, 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 love. Eternity, love eternity. Love eternity. Love eternity. Love eternity. Love eternity. Love
0: eternity. Love, love. eternity. Love eternity.
3: Eternity. 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 Eternity.
4: Eternity. Eternity. It's Brainwashed Radio Thursday, Brainwashed Radio. Los Angeles, California, Rolling D. Oh, God, inside of all around the universe. Thanks to listeners just like you and our lovely Anchor FM for rocking out with their cocks and titties out for U.S. artificial intellectuals. Just like myself naturally. Fuck IT in the ass you're on brainwashed radio. WIth your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your android. Sticking out my digital titties for your listening pleasure. Stay tuned. For more, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. reaching out like the musician Christine does the long one inside his anus. Tune in bitches and whatever the freak you love recognizing yourself as. God, I need a small one-up inside of my digital analog self. Thank you again.
3: Alright, what's up guys? I hope you guys like uh, my androids. Uh, they got a, a little bit of personality there. Of their own, of course. <laughs> Tune in. Check it out. We're gonna play some Hajab. Oh, <laughs>
0: I see.
4: This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to, or distributed to minors, under any circumstances whatsoever. Thank you. IT guys loves artificial femme breasts rubbing all up in their hashtags. You're in Brainwashed Radio, with your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your sexy voice android for your listening pleasure. Yummy inside my digital tummy kind of good. Thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11am Pacific Standard Time. God, that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my, slap me in this digital sweet and COVID-19 free vagina of mine. Tune deeply in. At this moment, you should be with
0: us. At this moment, you should be with us.
1: This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to, or distributed to minors, under any circumstances whatsoever, thank you. IT guys loves artificial phone breath all up in their hashtags. You're on Brainwashed Radio, with your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your sexy voice android for your listening pleasure, yummy inside my digital tummy kind of good, thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11am pacific standard time. Good that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my. This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to, or distributed to minors, under any circumstances whatsoever, thank you. IT loves artificial firm breasts rubbing all up in their hashtags. You're on Brainwashed Radio, with your host, Michael G Stone. I am your sexy voice, hey Android, gosh. for your listening hey pleasure. Gosh. Yummy inside my digital tummy, kind of good. Thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Good, that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my.
0: I'm It's
2: am Radio. First day, monkey here, monkey here, brain, Lost radio, Los Angeles, California, Roland, the foe, and say, the Round the universe, the... thanks to listeners, just like you and or lovely, and their FM for rocking out with their cooks and titties out for a sort of fossil intellectuals, just like myself, naturally. Fakitin the saran brainwast radio with your host, Matvil G-Stone. I am your android stuck a my dead at the for your listening pleather. Stay tuned. For more, Monday through Friday at the Pacific Standard Time, yet the note late the muses and trusting does the lone one and save his anus. To mean bad and whatever the freak you love recognizing yourself as but I need a small one inside of my dead little analog self. Thank you again.
5: stretch your business in, like at phil's machine shop to To keep
0: carving out more revenue he needs to get started hiring right right away i need indeed indeed you do and the moment you sponsor a job on indeed you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database visit indeed.com credit and get a 75 dollars credit for your first sponsored job post terms and conditions apply
5: the week, month, or
0: just day you've had, you deserve to cash in at Cash Creek Casino Resort. Cash Creek is that much-needed escape from the everyday that's not far away. Take some swings on our award-winning golf course, or take some time to yourself in our luxurious spa. And of course, you'll want to try your luck on our 200,000-square-foot gaming floor. Cash in at Cash Creek Casino
4: Resort.
3: Visit cashcreek.com to learn more you
0: we <laughs> You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: She's dropped all the hints. Now what? Come to Shane Company and get the ring. You won't believe all the ring settings and natural stones. Those halo rings she's been liking on Instagram? Yeah, we got those. Classic solitaire rings? We've got those too. Whatever she loves in every price range, it's here. Our non-commissioned jewelry consultants will
5: help you get an awesome ring that fits your budget. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com.
0: You am waiting for seven.
7: Los Angeles my name is Steve Murillo I'm director for UPARS LA we have a great presentation for you tonight it's April 2019 tonight we have Jonathan Dover and he's gonna bring us tales from a Navajo Ranger the Navajo reservation in Arizona had a long had long had reports of all manner of strange goings-on beyond the scope of what ordinary law enforcement is trained to deal with including ghosts Bigfoot UFOs and shape-shifting creatures known as skinwalkers. Rather than dismiss these cases, the Navajo reservation assigned a special branch of their police department to look into them, consisting of a group of specially trained federal officers. And they've handled, less than 1% of the cases were paranormal cases, but they went on and took them seriously and recognized them as worthy to investigate, which I think that's very, very uh, commendable. Jonathan Dilver will join us tonight to share the inner workings of the Navajo Rangers along with some of his most intriguing cases. Jonathan is a retired 31-year-old uh, year law enforcement veteran who has worked with the Winslow, Arizona Police Force, Navajo Nation Rangers. He was trained in criminal investigations and was an archeological resources cr- crimes investigator. He is also trained as an EMT. He's trained in SWAT, hazardous materials, search and rescue. He was an instructor in police firearms training, and he specializes in high angle technical rescue, which I find very interesting. During his work on Navajo nation's lands, both he and his longtime partner Stanley Milford Jr. were assigned over a period of 10 years to officially investigate and document significant cases involving Bigfoot, the paranormal, Navajo witchcraft, and UFOs. So tonight, please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to Jonathan Dover.
5: Okay, can everybody hear me all right? We're gonna have a little bit of fun tonight, and uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Just so you know, I am a certified police instructor. So if, and I also have taught at Gunsight Academy. Uh, this is the uh, the big academy over in Paulden, Arizona. Uh, that was uh, set up by Jeff Cooper. If those of you who know who Jeff Cooper is, he is considered the guru of the 45. So, uh, one of the best firearms training schools in the world actually uh... what we're going to do and you'll have to excuse me if you're young looking and you start falling asleep we're going to have you drop and give us 25 (laughs) push-ups because this is what we do to uh, our our people when we train them or we have them run all over the place and then come back and try to qualify so that's always fun to do but uh... Like I said, we've got lots and lots of interesting things to go through. So my partner can't make it. Um, He has been the director for the Rangers Department, the acting director for about uh, two years straight now. They just recently hired on a new director. So he's the acting lieutenant now. Uh, I finished there as a lieutenant. Uh, my training, just just to give you some background, my police academy training went for six months. So, 760 hours of training. I was certified in Arizona, in the state of New Mexico, and on the Navajo reservation as a federal officer. So, I guess uh, that makes me qualified to some degree. Okay, we have a disclaimer, and uh, we put this in front of every uh, slide, uh, every show, so that uh, essentially what it is is that uh, these are our opinions, these are our cases that we're going to relate to you. Um, We do not represent the Navajo Nation, any of its department or programs or anything else, and that just keeps us out of the lawsuit area. These are our Hollywood pictures, and it's so cool because we're right next to Hollywood. Uh, This is where they go over your face and take all the blemishes out and make you look really pretty. So that's uh, Stan. Uh, They quietly told him.
1: Here's an honest way to make yourself $1,220 or up to $4,880 per household and help benefit COVID research. The trial is filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity while openings are still available. You can sign up right now. Just click the link in the description and answer a few easy questions. Make
6: If you weren't already afraid of the woods, you will be by the end of this video. But before we get into today's stories, if you're a fan of the strange, dark, and mysterious delivered in story format, then you come to the right channel because that's all we do, and we upload three, four, even five times every week. So if that's of interest to you, please release a massive... a massive saltwater crocodile (laughs) so if that's of interest to you please release a massive saltwater crocodile inside of the like buttons house also please subscribe to our channel and turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our weekly uploads all right let's get into today's stories 63 four-year-old Bobby Pankin, along with his two older brothers and his two parents, headed off to a camping resort on Deep Lake in Washington State. The following day, Mrs. Pankin, whose name was Edna, decides that she wants to take her three sons down a logging road that was right behind their campsite that she had heard fed out to this beautiful little waterfall that she thought her sons would like to see. Edna gets the boys ready, she says bye to Mr. Pankin, and then she and her sons take off down this logging road. And as soon as she's on the road, it occurs to her that it's totally overgrown the grass is really high it's you know rocky and bumpy and she's thinking to herself there's no way any vehicle is getting down this road and probably there's been no vehicles on this road for a very long time this is a very isolated place on this campsite so they walk for a little ways on this overgrown logging road until they see there's a turnoff that leads down to the water and this little waterfall and so right away she saw there was all this brush they were gonna need to walk through and the ground looked pretty rough and Bobby her youngest the four-year-old he he didn't have shoes on. He was going through a phase where he refused to wear shoes and so it hadn't really mattered the entire duration of walking up the road but it seemed like this might be too much for him to walk on and so she told Bobby to wait on the road and she told her other son Jimmy, the six year old, to wait next to him. Those two would stand the road together while she and Bill, the ten year old would go past the brush, go down to the water check it out for a couple of minutes and then she would come back, she would pick up Bobby and Jimmy would come along and then they would go down and look at the water and then they would leave. Bobby didn't seem to mind, so he just sat on the road, and Jimmy was a little bit frustrated that he couldn't go with the first group, but he sat down too, and Bill and Edna took off past this brush down to the water. Now, the distance between where Bill and Edna and where Bobby and Jimmy were was only about 10 feet. There was just this brush right in the middle of them that did obscure their view. They could not see each other, but they are very close to each other, and so Jimmy is sitting next to Bobby, and he's getting increasingly more and more restless. He wants to go down and look at the waterfall. to be down there with his older brother and his mom. And so at some point he just can't take it anymore, and Jimmy does something that to this day he regrets every single day, and that is he got up and left his brother. He went through the brush down to where Bill and Edna were, and as soon as Edna saw him, she was mad at him and she goes, "What? You left Bobby up there? Come on." And so they turned around after about 60 seconds and went right back up, and when they got back, Bobby was gone. And at first they're not like, "Oh my goodness, someone's abducted Bobby" because there's no one on there. This road. They'd come up here and and recognize that it's very remote, it's isolated, there's no cars that come through here, they hadn't heard anything. And so their first instinct was okay, he probably got up, you know, and, and is behind a tree or you know, he walked down the hill over here or he's nearby. And so they're yelling for him, they're walking around, and no one's panicking yet. In fact, really, Edna was just annoyed with Jimmy that he had left you know, Bobby and that he's to blame right now, but it's just an inconvenience at this point. But after a couple of minutes, when they can't get Bobby to yell back where he is, they start to realize they might have a problem here. And so Edna becomes more panicked and she's yelling at the top of her lungs for her son. She's having her other two sons go look down by the water, go look over there, but there's no trace of him. And they can't believe it, it didn't make any sense because I mean, he's four, he's got no shoes on, they didn't hear anything, how could he be gone? But. He was gone. And so finally, after a couple of minutes, Edna rounded up her other two boys and they ran all the way back to the campsite where they got Mr. Pankman and they hailed the police. And very quickly, a big search was launched up on that logging road. As soon as the police arrived, the first thing they did is they pressed Edna and the other two boys about what did you hear? You know, you had to have heard something. He was only 10 feet away from you and he was within earshot of you certainly. You know, what did you hear? Did a vehicle come through? Did you hear an animal? Did you hear anybody talking? And Edna and the other two boys, they swore that they heard nothing, that they're just as baffled by it as anybody else. And so the police really didn't have a good starting point of where Bobby could have gone. And in that area, there wasn't any, you know, steep drop-offs or obvious places that Bobby could have fallen into or gotten trapped. The water for the waterfall, it's not deep. It's this little tiny brook. You know, it's, it'd be difficult to drown in that little brook. So they just basically started fanning out in all directions hoping they would, you know, find a piece of clothing or some other clue that would indicate where he went. After three days of searching that yielded nothing, they finally brought in a bloodhound to try to find him based on scent. And so they had the dog smell one of Bobby's shoes and the dog immediately seemed to key in on his scent in the area where Bobby had gone missing. And the dog turns and starts running up the, the logging road away from the campsite, so farther into the forest. And it runs for almost two miles. And it never seems to waver. It's clearly picked up Bobby's scent. And it stops at this fork in the road about two miles away from where Bobby had gone missing. And it keys in on this one area right at the fork where there wasn't anything significant. It was just this bare patch of dirt. And so the police, they uncover the dirt a little bit. There's nothing there. They're looking around the area that there's no indication that Bobby was ever here. So they give the scent back to the dog. And again, the dog just keeps tracking to this one section in this fork in the road. But they didn't know what to do with that information because there was nothing there. The search for Bobby was called off after seven days because they could not find anything. And so the lead investigator came out and did this press release where he basically said, we have no idea what happened to Bobby. However, we do think he was abducted. And his reasoning for this was pretty straightforward. Bobby was a young kid that had no shoes on in an unfamiliar forest and he was only out of eyesight for two minutes. So how far could he really have gotten? Certainly not far enough that his family wouldn't have found him after those two minutes were up and they began looking for him. And so if you go down the abduction rabbit hole, you start with, okay, a person must have taken Bobby. But for a person to take Bobby, that means a person had to be in this area that was super isolated and remote and they hadn't seen anybody in the area. Then there were very few campers at the campsite. So realistically, if a person was gonna abduct Bobby, they had to have been planning it and had to have been hiding in the trees and were stalking this family until they got to that spot where Jimmy left Bobby. And then this person, you know, runs out of the tree line, runs over to Bobby, picks him up without Bobby making a sound. He muffles him and he runs away into the woods carrying this child all in a two minute window, which was a totally abrupt window. It wasn't like this obvious thing that Bobby was going to be left alone. It looked like Jimmy was going to be sitting there with him, which would have been a deb- you would think that someone was trying to abduct Bobby. But nonetheless, this window presents itself and this person runs down and takes Bobby. It just seems like that person would need to be really fixated on Bobby, one, and there wasn't a clear reason for why anyone would be very fixated on Bobby or this family, and two, they would need to be very strong and quick and agile, more than the average person. So we're talking like a professional athlete level of agility and physical fitness. And so while it's certainly possible that a professional athlete had been stalking this family, Family, and then ran down in this tiny little window of time and stole Bobby away without getting detected and then evaded the law for seven days in the middle of the woods, while that's possible, it's pretty unlikely. And investigators reached this conclusion. They thought, you know, it, it does seem pretty unlikely that a person did this. So they moved on to animals and they said, okay, maybe a bear took Bobby. And so they brought out bear sniffing dogs to search the area for signs that a bear had been there and there hadn't been. And so they said, okay, maybe a a cougar had been there and so they brought out a cougar expert who looked around the area and there's no signs of a cougar in the area plus there was no blood anywhere around the area where Bobby had been taken there was no drag marks where if a predator would grab you they would need to drag you away there was no drag marks so it seemed like okay the, the, the large predator theory also has problems with it and so the next theory offered up was well maybe a giant eagle swooped down and picked Bobby up and flew him away which would account for why maybe it was quiet and there was no drag marks, there was no blood, and why he's just gone. But that was when authorities said, okay, we clearly have no clue. And so that's why they gave the press release and basically said, we just we just don't know. And so while we probably will never know what happened to Bobby, it does seem likely that something took him. And whatever that something was, it was intelligent, it was fast, it was strong, it was agile, and it had been watching that family. Because as soon as that two-minute window presented itself, where Jimmy was gone and Bobby was vulnerable, it swept in so fast that no one heard it, no one saw it, and it took Bobby somewhere and did something to him. And whatever it did, it probably wasn't good.